We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? They get the victory 20-17 to tonight over the New York Giants. It wasn't the way that anybody wanted to get it done, but the fact is the Chiefs get the win. They move to 4-4 four and four on the season, and we have got some takes. Again, BJ Kissel, Kent Swanson, Tucker Franklin behind the booth, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout will join us here in a little bit. So thank you if you're watching on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook at 101 The Fox's page. Wherever you're watching, we appreciate you for joining us again here at the Bullpen Bar and Grill out in Overland Park. We have a special guest that is going to join us soon, but before we get to that, we've also got Andy <laughs> Reid and Patrick Mahomes press conference coming up soon, but Kent, quick thoughts on the game. What do you have so far? Man, uh, pretty uninspiring. Uh, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a ton that I instilled a ton of confidence in me in this football team, so I mean, there's going to be lots of impact. There's going to be lots to be talk about with Craig and Matt and our special guests, too. But, uh, man, you, you wish you would have seen more out of this football team with their backs against the wall than what they just put on tape against the New York Giants at home on national television. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. We've got we got a little time to talk here about all that, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have to say about this game as well. Yeah. Again, Chiefs get the victory 20-17. to 17. We're going to break down this one with Matty Lane and Craig Stout after Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' press conferences. But right now, we want to bring on a special guest and someone that uh, we are all familiar with uh, in Chiefs' kingdom, and that is former Chiefs' safety Ron Parker, a good friend and somebody that I'm excited to catch up with it has been a while ron man first of all before we talk about this game tonight i want to know how are you doing my friend i'm doing good man i can't complain i'm, I'm doing good taking care of my family man running the business and i'm um, watching my chiefs as i say how is your little one i remember from the time that we spent together that uh you always had your baby girl that was running around how much bigger is she and how how was your halloween uh man she just now getting to middle school um, she, she's 12 and the little one, he's, he's two about to turn three, <clears throat> running around, catching footballs, hitting baseballs. So keeping me occupied, man. And I can't, I can't complain. That is amazing. Ron, I know you been a chiefs person. You are watching the games. You tweet about the team. 
What has been your just overall take so far on this season? And then we'll get into tonight. But how tough has it been for you to watch a team with the expectations that we all had and then for them to not come out and play at the level that we thought right off the bat? Um, it's been a tough um, it's been a tough year for all of us watching. Um, we haven't been having our way and we've been having some ups and downs and the offense been been kind of shaky at times. But, um, you know, I, I've been on that road before, um, so I know things can turn around, but it, it haven't been going our way. But uh, hopefully them boys can get the things turned around. Defense had a last had a solid game tonight and last week they played pretty good. So hopefully the offense can get things going, man, and they can be a, a well sold machine. So, Ron, this is kind of a unique game, I think, where, you know, I think the Chiefs you know, and some of the stuff, some of the comments made here on the game after the game that maybe the expectation was that they'd do a little bit better. They'd perform a little bit better. They would beat this team, the, the Giants, by a little bit more. What's the vibe in the locker room after a game like that where you kind of squeak by a team that you expected to maybe have a lot more success against? Um, in the NFL, a win is a win. Uh, it, like, it wasn't pretty tonight. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty. But at the end of the day, um, they didn't lose, and they got the job done. So, I don't, I don't care how you get it done in the NFL. The win is a win. Um, I'm pretty sure that the guys is in there celebrating and they're having a good time. And they will get back to the drawing board because they know they still got some work to do. You know, Ron, this has kind of been an interesting year, obviously, with this team. And, you know, they're sitting 4-4. Four and four. They've lost some close games. You know, things don't look like they're coming as easy uh, to this team. It looks like some teams are really trying to, trying to take it to them a little bit differently than they might have in the past kind of smelling a little bit of blood in the water. It seems like maybe the, the championship swagger that this team has had in the past seems like it kind of is waning a little bit compared to what we've seen in the past. Do you get that vibe from this group, or, or what's your perspective there? Um, I think the I think the guys is just – people just are figuring this out a little bit. And now I think we just got to find different ways to beat to beat folks. I think now everybody seeing we've been beating people from, from the big plays and explosive plays. So everybody's catching on to um, the big players. So I think now they they're trying to make us change our change change the game, and and I think that's something they're gonna have to do. And that's the that's the office the office side of the ball. Like I said, I think they get better at doing that. Ron, I want to ask you this because you've been out there and you've played defense and you've made big time plays, and then you've been on the other side of it where you've been right there about you've been inches away from making that play. Just how do you maintain your confidence as a defensive back? And we've seen guys out there being close to making plays and they're just inches away from making those. How do you maintain that confidence and, and create that that margin of error that you need, you know you need to be the difference between getting a hand on a ball and breaking up a pass and giving up that big play? Um, I think as a as a defensive back, period, just being a defender, you gotta have short term memory and always just 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 play with confidence and just believe in yourself. The moments you don't believe in yourself and you lose that confidence, that's when you start to grab and hold and and you get the ticky tack penalties because you have no no confidence. So I think you just gotta stay true to who you are, man, and just just be yourself. I know offensively was really kind of the story for tonight, um, but you know you you've been around a lot of the leaders in that locker room. You've been around a lot of ready for the Green Bay Packers. You might have lost Ron. Okay. Well, that was – we'll go back. Tucker, we'll, we'll take it back, and we'll get ready for Coach Reed's presser. But we really appreciate former Chief Safety Ron Parker stopping by. I have a chance to, to message with him every once in a while. As a guy that I loved being around, having a chance. as a guy that's got an interesting story in his whole path uh, to being part of that magnificent seven to come over from Seattle. It was great to catch up with him. And a guy who played a lot of different positions. It was used in a lot of different ways, so he was always really gracious with his time for me during our time together. But um, – yeah, we actually talked about this scenario before the game, and you were pretty 
miserable from the entire <laughs> from the moment this game started. Hey. It was kind of a no-win situation yeah. in your mind. Whereas for me, it was just survive in advance. It was move on. I, was like, I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care if you don't blow them out. There's nothing they could do that's going to make me feel like anything that I'm worried about is going to be completely answered. But at the end of the day, survive in advance. We know that all you have to do right now is win the division. Raiders are five and two. They're leading the division. There's a lot of football left. You're sitting there at four and four. You still have everything right in front of you. Just take care of the division. Yeah, and this is the big stretch. So this was the first game. This was the tune-up game before the biggest stretch in the Chiefs season. They are they're on the verge of playing the Packers, the Raiders, who we just talked about sitting at five and two, and then the uh, Cowboys. So, you know, so three divisional leaders right now in the National Football League in their divisions. And the Chiefs are about to face all three of them. This is a massive test for him. And, you know, I, I, w- I would have liked a few style points, I think, watching this team perform. It didn't look like the energy was there to the same level. It didn't look like um, it didn't look like the confidence in this team, especially on the offensive side of the football, especially Patrick Mahomes, which we'll get into later. Just, there's a lack of confidence that we're not you know, we're seeing. And, and no one's afraid of this team. And we've been saying that. If teams are just taking it to them and, and the Chiefs are just – they're just – the expectations are different. They are. They got to win differently. It's it, everything's going to be a different. It's going to be a grind. That's why I put it out on Twitter. We're all going to age about forty years because <laughs> the expectation of what we thought we were yeah. going to watch this season isn't going to be this team. And I'm not going to say I'm going to say that's okay, and not that I'm just being flippant to the expectations and where we think this team should be. But it is okay because you just have to reset your mind of what you're going to prepare to watch every Sunday. It's not the best team in the NFL. It's the most talented that's going to come out and just race people you're gonna have to have teams play a little bit too you can't we can't see any Chiefs team that we've seen through the first seven or eight games play against the Packers and expect to be within two possessions the way that we've seen the Packers play they just can't play that game we're gonna see them play the best game that they've played and what we're gonna need to see is some leadership and you know where you've seen leadership where BJ fairway independent mortgage fairway independent mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step just as they've done for the past 25 years call jennifer dixon at 816-390-8898 that's 816-390-8898 great rates a focus on customer service and the fastest turn times in the industry that is fairway independent mortgage and again before we go to the press conferences with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and company. Thanks to our good friends at KCTV5. As soon as we get that stream up, we will go to that. But uh, in the meantime, right now, let's bring on our fearless bearded friend from down <laughs> south and one Mr. Craig Stout to get his thoughts on this game, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. There he is, our good pal, Craig. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Well, I'm doing awful fine coming down here from the <laughs> south. You make it sound like I'm living in Bama or something. Like that. You are south. You are You're like two and south. a half hours yeah. south of where we are. So okay. well, forget okay. your jokes. I am factually correct here. <laughs> Last I checked, you have to take 35 south to get to Wichita. Uh, Craig, look, you know, there's this this game, I, I would say, like, largely uninspiring, but there was some positives there for the defense. They only gave up 17 points. Oh, my. They turned the ball over. They got an interception. They, oh, they, got, two, game. they got two sacks to close the game out. Like, there's some things there. There's some things to like about the defense. I, like, how do you feel coming out of that performance? I mean, it, it's still the Giants. 
I mean, they, we're going to kind of frame <laughs> this in the same way that we framed the game against the Washington football team. These NFC East teams are not the same level of competition that we've seen the Chiefs defense have to go up against this year. But it's good to see. Uh, the Chiefs did allow two t- long touchdown drives and a long field goal drive, but allowed just 95 yards on the other seven drives 95 Mm. yards total in seven drives that's good they had a bunch of three and outs they had the pick they had the end of the game there where andy said hey defense go out and win it and chris jones and frank clark stepped up and did that's good to see again positive indicators against a bad offense a bad football team but that's what you want to see your defense do okay so craig i'm just going to ask this question largely because the chiefs are about to embark on a massive stretch here was that enough was that defensive performance enough moving forward for this team if the offense gets back on track to some degree or does this team still need some more and more out of this man i you saw very clear uh target 49 strategy from the new york (laughs) giants you did and that's something that they're gonna have to figure out uh he has obviously taken a step back from where he was last year and the year before and they got to figure out a way because now offenses are making it part of their game plan to look for that guy and target him they got to fix it they got to find that out because aaron Rodgers will do that he will do precisely that all game long he will try and get the matchup he wants get guys in the slot to try and you know get them vertical against the safety and throw downfield like we saw daniel jones do that's got to be cleaned up a little bit. He's either got to start playing better. They got to figure something out. You got to figure out a way to make it less easy for teams to isolate him and convert some of these things. But you do like what you're seeing out of the young linebacker core. Pass rush did look a little saltier tonight. You got a turnover. Probably would have had another one if Algeria Sneed keeps his feet. Maybe even a pick six there. So good things on that front. But it's got to. It's still got to come up a lot of rungs against the good Packers offense next week. Yeah, you talked a little bit about the linebackers there, and I think, you know, you saw Willie Gay have perhaps his best performance in the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs uniform. Um, Bolton, Nick Bolton did some good stuff again against the run. He's having, you know, continues to have a lot of, you know, great performance between the mm-hmm. tackles. What do you think about that group this week? I like it, uh, and I think that that should be the group going forward. I think it's time to embrace the young linebackers in that regard. I think it's time to go forward hand the reins to Nick Bolton and say, this is your defense now. Play him next to Willie Gay. You saw Willie Gay making adjustments at the line of scrimmage, some of the things that we were seeing in the preseason that got us excited about him at the second level, some stuff that we didn't see last year. This is the first game we've really seen him embrace that role again. So it seems like he's getting more comfortable in the defense. You saw him make that wonderful read over the top on Daniel Jones on that keeper in order to stop it on a short yardage situation. That's a play that I'm not sure that Willie Gay makes last year. So a really good job reading his keys, looking more comfortable at the NFL level, looking more comfortable within the defense. I say you roll with them, embrace them, go forward with those guys. So do you just cut bait with with Anthony Hitchens? What's his role look like with this team moving forward if you're just going to roll with the young guys? Teams want to play a lot of base against this defense as it stands right now. Like that base defense is not going away in the past. We've seen a lot more nickel and dime than we've seen this year. We have seen a large amount of base defense, almost 40% base defense. That's way up from last year. Teams want to get in heavy personnel against this Chiefs team. 
put Anthony Hitchens out there. Currently, that's Ben Neiman out there as the third linebacker. Have Anthony Hitchens be in that role as well and have those guys be your three, you know, uh, base down linebackers. But if I'm going to the nickel, I like what I'm seeing out of Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. I'm fine with going forward with those guys and embracing the future in that role. So, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're not trying to preview the Packers game necessarily, but obviously I think this is a, what's on a lot of people's mind because, I, you know, I don't think there's a ton of satisfaction with this win. I don't think there's a ton of satisfaction with barely beating the New York Giants at home on a nationally televised game with your backs against the wall. Um, I'm going to keep hammering that point. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, you've been Steven's a treat good. to watch Steven, this game. I, with. I just, just want to say, you know, they, this guy, Craig. As much as you miss this guy, like he just, <laughs> just by he's the, been the, down and yeah. just Eeyore. A it's a, just he's another a gloomy day. Oh yeah, uh, just another gloomy day. It is. Like, it, it it rained. It was miserable outside all day, and we got to watch football. I got to hang with our pals. Got to have some drinks, some fried pickles. It was. Delicious. I stress ate a bag of chicken or a, a, a plate of a chicken, chicken strips or a plate of chicken strips earlier. Yeah, you had I some mozzarella sticks. I, so I, I had a lot of fried food today. I'm not proud of it. I was trying to get on a diet because, like, you know, the camera's adding a little bit poundage here. Anyways, get, we are getting ready to go to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' presser as soon as it becomes available. Tucker, I've got it. So as soon as that goes live, thanks for our good friends. At KCTV5, we will bring you Andy Reid's press conference again as the Chiefs get the 20 to 17 victory over the New York Giants. He moved to 500, four and four on the season. Tied to the Denver Broncos that are in cell mode is Von Miller being shipped out to LA to join Aaron Donald and the Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. Hey, still, hey, they they still, you know, they still got to play the, the Broncos twice already, and you know they're they're selling. So hey. that's at least there's that. There's some I positivity. Appreciate, I appreciate them selling them. Started trading him off before yeah. uh, we played him twice. That's perfect. Okay, so anyways, back to Aaron Rodgers. We talked a little bit, uh, you know, how he's going to go out and he's just going to pick matchups. And they're really good at it. You know, the, the Packers are very good at that. I remember uh, I remember when we were deprived of the State Farm Bowl, how did Aaron Rodgers close that game out? Aaron, Aaron Jones flexed out outside, out wide. Ben Neiman gets exposed in coverage. Packers win the game. It's probably a very similar situation. you got to keep an eye on guys like, uh, like Dan Sorensen, like Ben Neiman in that game. So, you know, I do think that there's some truth to what you're saying is like, you know, like teams are the books out, the books out on, on Dan Sorensen. And frankly, Dan, Dan Sorensen has been unplayable all year, but there is emotion tied to Dan Sorensen very obviously because he's earned time after time, chance after chance. It was like pulling teeth to get Juan Thornhill more opportunities. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I don't think the answer can be Dan Sorensen. The hat is just going to start playing better. That's just not going to happen. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's like my age. He's almost as old as you and BJ Craig. Whoa. I mean, you can't match no, Dan Sorensen. I'm stopping it right there. You don't get to insult us like that. We are right now are going to go to Andy Reed's press conference. Thanks to our friends at KCTV five. Offensively, we made plays when they were needed down the stretch to get us into field goal position. Um, Ken had a nice day with 94 yards. Um, and then it was good to get our two runners going, <clears throat> Gore being the, the new one, but Daryl did a nice job too. So, um, and, and that means the offensive line was also doing a nice job with the run game. So, um, 
again, I look at it. Uh, I, I think Joe's doing a heck of a job with that team. They're coming off a huge win against Carolina where they really got after them, and we knew it was going to be a battle. They had some momentum there, and uh, <clears throat> I was proud of our guys coming out and, and hanging with each other and, and working through this along with uh, along with the coaches. I, like I said, Spags had a nice game plan. EB had a nice game plan. The guys stuck with it, and it worked out well. Likewise with Dave on, on special teams. All right, time's your yeah, we've been doing that. Um, it just, we had more snaps. He had more snaps in there on this. And so it was just him feeling better and getting, um, you know, the situation that was going on with the pass game part of it. So, you know, um, not because of the other, you know, but he's so effective in there. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So we've got to be more disciplined with that, you know, and um, I'll go back and look at them. I, I didn't have a chance to look at all of them, obviously, during the game, but I'll go back and, and look at them. But you got to be able to move your feet and stay in fundamental position on, on guys, whether it's offense or defense, and, and then you can limit those uh, penalties. So. Um, so anyway, we'll go back and look at all those and try to fix that problem. Coach Patrick is so crisp on the first drive and he's a little more disjointed as the game went on. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, they, uh, uh, they did a nice job on some things and, um, I'm gonna go back and kind of look at whether I was putting him in, the, in a good position or not to, you know, to make plays and then we'll, we'll see. He, I thought he did a nice job of hanging with it and, End up making some big plays for us. So, with his feet and with his arm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, the Pat saw the same thing I saw, obviously, um, from the sideline. That they had three over two there. They had been a man, complete man team inside uh, the red zone there, and and uh, they. They switched, so sometimes they get you. Um, you hate wasted a good one like that, though. You know. So. Yeah, they said they. Well, they sang and played man on them, and then they doubled them from there, and uh, with a man over the top, kind of a halo type technique. So he, um, you know, eventually worked it out. We called every about different release we could give him, <clears throat> um, and. Uh, he worked through it and had a couple of big plays right there, you know, down the stretch. So, um, but they're they're making a making an effort to play him a little different than the other guys. <clears throat> yeah, no, I thought. Listen, I thought they did a nice job. Um, That was Andy Reid from his press conference. Thank you again to KCTV5. One thing that really was interesting to me listening to that is talking about, you know, the Giants mixing some things up really differently in the red zone. You know, they, I think Andy said they're being a 100% man team down in the red zone, down the mm. deep red area, and they kind of switched some things up there. I found that very interesting. And I mean, it's kind of reflective of what teams are doing. You know, 
<laughs> the Giants were playing their safeties in the upper deck at times, yeah. just letting everything in front of them, keeping everything in front of them. They were very willing to allow some very short yard yardage plays, and you kind of saw that the Chiefs were really focused on pay, making them pay. Uh, you know, in the short area with Tyree Kill early on in the game, third and six was 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 stealing out on the you know out on the edge on a quick out. And, you know, a lot of those little short plays. I think Patrick Mahomes had three completions at the very beginning of the game at the line of scrimmage to Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill twice. Yeah, you know, like, the very, longest pass play of the game was 24 yards to McCole Hardman, and that was a ball that was thrown three behind, inches. Behind the line of scrimmage. That is negative average depth of target on that play, which is McCole Hardman's specialty these days, which is why it's come of his target. <coughs> Excuse me. Some hey, of his, he was good tonight. Hey, he, he was good tonight. He, did he was really things. good tonight. Yeah, that, that that run he had there at the end of the game, feeling his blockers. So you know, really be patient. Hey, that was good. You know, That's hey, good hey, it's fine. He's a gadget player. It's good. Uh, but I, I just found that very interesting. You know, the teams are. I, I think the I think the books out on the Chiefs. You're going to play too high. You're going to play them deep. You're going to make them drive down the field. You're going to force them to not turn the ball over in plus territory, and maybe get a little bit more creative, mix some things up in the red zone. You know, try to confuse them, try to turn those point, you know, turn those drives into, you know, field goals, turn the ball over. And I think that's kind of been the MO of this, you know, this this season so far. I don't think there's anything that anyone can do to change how teams are going to be playing. I've been saying that they, the Chiefs can run down the down the throat. And we, we saw that today. But I do think this is just basically, you know, I think this is essentially what we're going to see from teams moving forward, trying to defend this. But team. I want to ask both you guys this question, because you study this, you know exactly what teams are doing. You see the too high defense. At some point, are they going to see it so much that they can't help but figure out a way to change their identity, get a little bit better? And I understand that that changing that identity to not putting up 40 points a game is not going to be conducive to what we see on the defensive side. But say the defense gets incrementally better in certain areas throughout the course. Can you see this team changing their identity at this point in the season well enough to get into the playoffs or get in a position to be in the playoffs to make some noise. Cause at the end of the day, you still have Patrick Mahomes and you still have veterans that you don't want to play this team in the playoffs. If they are still playing at the level that we see the talent they have being capable of playing. So I'm asking, can you see this team change that identity to be able to do those things? I mean, we, we saw it a little bit in 2019. A team teams went to high safeties a lot in 2019. And you saw guys, you, you saw them bracket Travis Kelsey a lot, bracket Tyree's hit, Tyree Kill a lot. You saw that a lot. Lewis Riddick highlighted it on the broadcast very, very well tonight, obviously. <laughs> you have seen it a ton out of teams all year long. But you had guys like Sammy Watkins that were getting open. You had a running back that was getting open underneath. And that's just not happening. Those guys aren't beating press. They're not getting away from their defenders. And then Mahomes isn't trusting him when he does have the ability to throw to those guys and not get in separation. When he does throw it to him, it's popping up in the air. And obviously, he's rattled. I mean, we can we yeah. can talk about that for a long time. He is very rattled. But they did that in 2019. This is not new. Teams have been playing too high against this team forever. It's not like all of a sudden you just showed up and the too high – was the end all be all? I mean, the cover three defense. You've never seen the, this defense before, Craig. Stop lying to people. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, the cover three defense that the Chargers were playing against them. They're early in Patrick's career. That was the death knell there for a little while, and then they figured that out. Week. Now it's cover two. They'll figure something out. It's just weird that it's not taking for whatever reason. They're not able to exploit a coverage that they're seeing all the time. Here's here's my problem, and here's what I'm uh, here's here's what I'm stressed about. I think they saw. I think they adjusted a little bit tonight. 
That's what's scary to me because I think you saw Patrick Mahomes, a really strong concerted effort to try to hang in the pocket a little bit longer, give structure to the play a chance. And he looked like the Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech running up and around and into the pocket and, you know, really stepping and sliding up, but kind of running all over the place. And then you saw him working down into the flat a lot more. I mean, if you take away the the throws to Damian Williams, his 5.7. Damian yard, Williams doesn't play for the Daryl Williams. Sorry, we had 2019 on the mind. Still, I just I, I could feel sorry. you being worked up. Daryl the Barrel Williams in the flats. If we doesn't throw it down there, we complain that he doesn't throw Hold it down on. there. We throws down there. We're complaining that he throws it down there. We'll get there in a second. I think if you take those plays away, his average depth of targets even worse, or is that you know his his yards per attempts even worse because. Daryl Williams averaged over 10 yards per completion today. And I think he had six on the day. He's like 65 yards pass, in, in catching, and they were all in the flat. They're all just and late, it which it was great. And it was a nice little adjustment, but everything outside of that wasn't great. And you know what? I think teams are going to absolutely take throwing the ball into the flat to Daryl Williams any day over some of the more lucrative options in this offense. And I think that's what's kind of concerning. One play I did like I do want to bring up. And this was a positive sign because, you know, the I think the, the Giants are playing like a, a spot drop cover two. And Patrick Mahomes did a really good job, you know, uh, fitting a ball on a curl route with behind a layered ball behind the second level of the defense in front of the safeties. Did a good job manipulating his eyes in the flat and driving a ball, I don't know, 15, 20 yards in the air. So the D-Rob? Maybe, yeah. Might have been. I was like, just run the damn ball. You don't need to throw it like yeah, that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BJ. That was the exact play. He's like, oh, that was very good. I'm like, why do I have to go to that trouble? Just run the damn ball. <laughs> You're plus two. But yeah, you saw that. That was a nice little adjustment there. I think one of the Chiefs' concerted efforts was we're going to just throw the ball to Tyreek Hill and let him be Tyreek Hill. You know, they're going to, a now route to start the game. You know, the little throw into the flat, really short intermediate. They, I mean, the thing is, the Chiefs tried to give Tyreek Hill the ball and try to, you know, give him a chance to bust some plays, but he averaged 7.8 yards per attempt or per reception. 12 carries, eight, 94 eight yards on 18 targets. targets. And so, 18 targets. Like I think one of the one of the one of the responses here, Craig, and I'll let you get in here in a second. But I think one of the responses to this team was, all right, we're just going to get our ball to the playmakers short at the line to gain, or or not the line to gain, the line of scrimmage. Like, if that's the response, like, I mean, that's uninspiring too, because this team didn't have an explosive play until the fourth quarter on a touch pass with negative air yards. Yeah. And, I mean, if you would have told me before the game, hey, Tyreek Hill is going to see 18 targets, I would have told you he had 200 yards yeah. and a couple of touchdowns. Like, he would have gotten loose. And they did a good job of maximizing some of that underneath stuff. I liked that a lot, honestly. I really did. I felt like they, they really weaponized him well underneath. But they're just – teams aren't scared to just see that other safety back there because they're not attacking the middle of the field in the same way that we've seen them do – before I actually really liked that uh, that deep over that McColl ran that Tyreek kind of had a follow route in the middle of the field late in the game. That was one of the first times I was like, "Yes, thank you. You you finally had an open player. You got it to your playmaker in the middle of the field. They got to design more stuff for him like that. You can't give that man 18 targets and have him be at 7.8 yards of reception. He's too dynamic. You got to get him a little bit more loose than that. You got to." You gotta threaten defenses more than what we've seen the Chiefs have do so far. Well, and I, I just think we're at a point now where 
we're just going to see teams continue to keep a lid on this thing and really be hell-bent on taking away, you know, the, the explosive plays. And the team, the Chiefs are going to have to continue to do what they've been doing. This is going to be how the offense plays for the remainder of the year. I really think that. I think we're going to be cutting here to Patrick Mahomes' press conference. We will go to that right now. Thanks again to KCTV5. That, that kind of ruins drives. Um, I think we've done a lot of great things. Um, but it's, it comes down to execution in this league. And if you don't execute, if teams are going to make you drive the entire field, you have to show that you can do that and score touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep going to them. I mean, they obviously are they're kind of like not like double teaming them every single time. They're, they're putting a guy on them and they have someone over the top. Uh, similar with Tyreek as well. So those guys have to continue to battle. I mean, that that's stuff that they're going to have to continue to battle all season long. I'm sure they'll get it every single game pretty much. Um, and, they're, and they're battling. And like you, like you said, at the end of the game, he made a couple good plays that kind of got us down there to, to win the game. Do you think like Yeah, I mean, he ran well. Um, he's, he's been doing it since since uh, training camp, and he, he finally got his, his opportunity, and he went out there and, and executed and, and, and played well for us. Um, and so um, I think that whole running back room has stepped up in different roles um, this entire season. And as the season goes, with the offense line continue to get him better and better at block, uh, run blocking and doing that type of stuff, I think that'll be a big part of our offense. Patrick, uh, before the, it was like a Yeah, I mean, it was just it's execution. I mean, I know it's, we, I say it all the time, um, but we have guys open, and if we're on the same page with me and the receivers with the routes, and then I throw it and hit the right spot, um, we can move the ball on, on pretty much any any coverage. We have answers for verse everything. Um, but we, we've had – you've seen in every game pretty much that there's been times where we kind of stall out and we, we don't execute, or I, I, I throw the ball and I don't hit the right spot, or – Patrick Mahomes press conference on KCTV five. Again, thank you to them for, uh, for the feed. We really appreciate them. All right, Craig, want to hear your final thoughts before we get you out of here. What you got for us? I want to see more Derek Gore. I, I, <laughs> I think that the man has earned some reps. He ran hard tonight and had a little juice, had a little explosion getting out of the edge. I really want to see more Derek Gore. I think we all want to see more Chris Jones on the inside. I don't have final numbers yet, you guys, but I'm guessing he's probably closer to two-thirds of his snap at defensive tackle tonight. Yes. I think we all noticed. Mm -hmm. it, it, he looked really good playing defensive yeah. tackle tonight. So shout-out to those two guys. I, I felt both of them were pretty good. And 55 for closing it out there at the end <laughs> of the game. Three back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back good plays. Taking away the check down on that early play on the Chris Jones sack getting the pressure force in the air and throw, and then getting the sack to close it out. It's good to see. You want to see that to close out the game. So kudos to those guys. All right, find them on Twitter at Barley Hop Craig Stout. Thank you, sir. All right, let's take a quick break right now and check out some of the other shows that we've got here at KC Sports Network. We'll be right back in just one minute.
Raiders and the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, welcome back to the Bullpen Bar and Grill out here in Overland Park, Kansas. I'm BJ Kissel, joined by Kent Swanson, Tucker Franklin. We were just joined by Craig Stout, and before that, former Chief Safety Ron Parker joined us to get his to give his thoughts on the Chiefs' 20 to 17 victory here on Monday Night Football over the New York Football Giants. And before we bring on Maddie Lane to get his thoughts on this one, we need to take a look at our Big Cedar Golf best drive of the game Kent and I remember very early in this game looking to you and being like I think that's our big cedar <laughs> golf best drive of the game and that was the Chiefs first defensive drive second play of the game Willie Gay gets the interception setting the tone which we hoped would be for the entire game and the Chiefs did Chiefs defense held them to 17 points got the win hopefully your drive is longer than the short drive this short drive that we're kind of profiling here because it was a two-play drive first play of the game uh, you know, the uh, the Giants go turn around and hand the ball off. Willie Gay, second play, robs uh, robs a pass intended for lead for Sterling Shepard in the middle of the field. Willie Gay makes an outstanding read on the football, reads Daniel Jones' eyes. They take him straight to it. It wasn't even a really a great pass. It would have been impressive to see the receiver catch that ball. Willie Gay goes down, makes a really nice grab. Chiefs, after turning the ball in the red zone again, okay, we it's getting, getting sick of that, but right back into the red zone, and he finally finished. Seven nothing. That's kind of you know gets the game kind of back on track there a little bit. If an NFL quarterback stares down a receiver like that, a player should make an interception just like he did, and that's why it was our Big Cedar Golf best drive of the game. Big Cedar Lodge is quickly becoming known as America's next great golf destination with some of the best design courses in the country nestled down in the Ozarks. Exactly what you need when you know you need it. Ozark National, Big Cedar, Paynes Valley, Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock, BigCedar.com. Plan your trip now. There we go. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was a nice play. That was a really nice job. And uh, it's, it's nice to see someone getting ball production at that second level of the defense. That athleticism that we've all been kind of talking about, we've been clamoring for, we've been hoping for. You know, the instincts are kind of starting to kick, kink in, uh, kick in, and, and that's really important because, you know, Willie Gay's got the kind of athleticism that can change the game at the second level of that defense. It can actually, you know, it can kind of mask, you know, if, if you're not going to get the same kind of coverage ability out of your micro, like a, you know, a Bolton or a Hitchens, you know, there's some limitations there athletically. Willie Gay next to those guys, if, if he can kind of provide some of that at the second level, that's going to be really valuable moving forward, and hopefully, you know, the confidence and, and, and the instincts start to kick in for him a little bit more because that was a really nice play. Back-to-back, two two interceptions in the last two weeks. All right, let's bring on Matt Lane right now to get his thoughts on this game. Matty, 2017 victory for the Chiefs. Do you feel good about it? I feel better than I did the last time the uh, Chiefs played a football game. So, you know, (laughs) we're turning the right direction. Yeah, no, that was was at least, uh, you know, hey, winning is better than losing, I guess, right? Uh, not in close, but uh, yeah, I know. Well, not, you know, like it doesn't feel like a win entirely. I think that's the thing for me. It doesn't totally feel like a win right now. Okay, you know, you, you and I are on the exact same page about this one. Like yeah. this, this is, this is a fun, you know, fun little record column uh, number here, but uh, that, that was not anything to instill confidence whatsoever <laughs> about this team going forward. Hey, you want to know something though, Maddie? Hashtag no loss November still intact. Uh, and thank God Patrick Mahomes is still intact. Uh, Couple, you know, sacks there, but I, I honestly, I, I didn't look like he had the best performance again. A lot of, a lot of to be concerned about, and it's all over the place. I, I, I think there's a lot to unpack when it comes to Mahomes in this offense. I want to get your thoughts though. 
something is broken and it's hard to point your finger on exactly what it is like yeah there's yes. some issues with Mahomes not operating in the pocket great there's some issues with the play calling it looks like they've shifted you know, they're short passes which you expect because of how teams are playing them but it looks like it's a lot of half field reads the Chiefs aren't Patrick Mahomes is not going through the process of looking from the left side of the field to the right side of the field they're just kind of making one two reads and then you just see him panic like the end of this game Patrick Mahomes completed 15 passes behind the line of scrimmage that was the most by any quarterback since 2016 Wow. Like, think wow. about that. Think about this offense that you just watched for these past three years. They have now, he has now just completed the most passes behind the line of scrimmage since 2016. Just something feels off. And the off teams change. You can tell he's not confident. I think I even talked about it. that last play before they kicked the final field goal. That would be a touchdown to Travis Kelsey last year or two years mm -hmm. ago. I don't think Patrick Mahomes pulls that ball down. I think he tries to put the ball in there. I don't know if it's his own mistakes, if it's the coaching or what, but he just has no confidence on the football field right now. It, it seemed like he was not willing to pull the trigger and risk a turnover because that they were tied. They were, you know, he was he was more content to just deal with the field goal rather than risk that play, which you know, those two have outstanding chemistry. You know, he, I'm telling you, Travis Kelsey had turned the ball over or, over early in the game. Weird things have been happening in the red zone. Like, it seems like mentally something kept him from throwing that football. I 100% agree with you. And I do want to talk to you about something else here because, you know, I, I, I talked about it earlier in the game. Patrick Mahomes was very intent on staying in the pocket. Like, he was forcing himself to try to stay in there and hang in there a little bit longer. And honestly... This is the area of his game where it's probably not as well refined as some of the other areas of his of his game because he looked a lot like the kid that we saw at Texas Tech where he would run up to the line of scrimmage at times, the where he was managing the pocket. He was kind of running around in there, wasn't really stepping up with good mechanics, keeping a good base underneath him. It seemed like he was kind of just trying to hang in there for his team because, you know, they're really working on it. He's, you know, the, the, the interior offensive line is giving him reason to trust. But, man, it kind of looked really ugly at times. It looked uh, disjointed. It, it, you know, he did find Ty Tyreek Hill, but, man, it, it didn't look like he was comfortable trying to be comfortable within the pocket. He looked like one of the chickens I have at dusk. <laughs> if you're trying to catch it, there's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of moving back and forth for no reason, running into stuff that's not there because they chickens don't see well at night. It doesn't look like Mahomes is seeing the pocket well. He's not seeing receivers well. That happens. Like he's just all over the place when he was trying to do that. And I get it. I get what they're going for. But if his feet can't stay calm, if he can't slide around in the pocket, you're going to get more of these weird jump passes that are slightly off target that make it easier for a receiver to drop it. You're going to get these funny arm angled throws because he's just never in good position to throw the football right now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, and, you know, you talked a little bit about this, the plays behind the line of scrimmage. This game started with three passes. I don't know if they're counting them as behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. But, man, it does kind of feel like this team is, I don't want to say given up, but it does feel like they're just, no, they're, no just just let me finish the comment, Beach. It feels like they've their will's been broken. They're not getting to, uh, you know, establish their will on an opponent. They're not getting to set the tempo. They are not pushing the envelope down the field. They're just kind of giving up in the in regard to saying, okay, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and we're just going to throw the ball to our best players at the line of scrimmage and see what happens at times to try to help move the change a little bit more offensively. I don't know what you feel about that. 
I think it's very clearly, I mean, what they're doing. It's something they feel that they have to do. They've been struggling to find a way to move the ball consistently without these explosive plays. They've been struggling to find the way to move the ball consistently. So we're seeing a lot more hitch routes. We're seeing the ball come out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quickly, get it out to receivers and let them just run. And that's absolutely fine. But what you saw for a large chunk of this game, as soon as the Giants said, hey, we're not going to let you throw a now route to Tyree Kill or McCole Harden on every play, what can you do? And the answer was essentially nothing <laughs> most of the game. Like That's the problem. It's the same issues that have come up every single week is, yeah, there is an option for a quick game, but it's so single track. It's so si simple-minded right now. And defense, they're having a very easy job way taking it away from them just by playing press coverage. Let's get, get the ball to McCole Hardman with Byron Pringle out in front and just block and try, to get, some, try to get some yardage out yeah. on the edge of the field. Well, all right, Maddie. so Halloween was yesterday, but there was plenty of gore in Kansas City tonight. He's running behind a little bit more power scheme. I, I know, I'm about to get fired again. But, hey, look, the, the blocking scheme up front, you kind of saw a little bit more of what we kind of you know thought we might see with, with the kind of personnel that the Chiefs have up front in the run game. It's the strangest thing. The farther the Chiefs get down in this like running back depth chart, the more they're like, hey, let's just do what our guys are good at. Like, I, I don't <laughs> understand why they won't do that with the more you know talented, the more skilled runners who are also, you know, Clyde Odenzelaire is very good at running behind some gap stuff. Why isn't he getting the same opportunities that Derek Gore got, who looked great? I mean, he really did look great. But this offensive line there in the, mid, the second quarter, third quarter, they were given some huge holes. They were blowing this Giants really good, really strong Giants defensive line off the ball. Like, it looked like the Chiefs might be on the verge of having something there, taking away some of that short, taking away some of the get the ball to McCole Hardman and let Josh Gordon or Byron Pringle just block to pick up seven yards. It looked like they could finally do that on the ground. So that was good to see. And then, unfortunately, they kind of went away from it there quickly until the end of the game. All right, Matt, I'm going to say this, and I don't want this to come off too hot takey, and I don't want this to come out as some kind of you know microcosm or anything like that, but I just find it interesting that you know the Chiefs scored 17 points tonight. One of the drives, they basically took Mahomes out of the game entirely and just turned around and handed the football off. I, it's, it's positive. It's a positive sign to see the run game work to that kind of effect, but also it's just, I think it just kind of speaks to where we're at with it. Just, it just, it just, it's, it hurts to see that with Mahomes and, and how he's kind of struggled to sustain success in the passing game. Kent, both field goal drives at the end of the game also had a personal foul on the Giants to get an extra yeah. 15 yards as well. So it's not yeah. like the offense was just driving down the field at will outside of that too. So yeah, it, it's interesting to see going forward. I do think the Chiefs should rely on the power run game more. I'm, I'm over seeing the short passing game. I think it's too basic. So if you can't figure that out, run yeah. the football more. Absolutely no problem. Just please quit trying to spread it out and run the ball to the outside. That's what we got to get rid of. All right, Maddie. Uh, what your final thoughts on this game? Uh, we're not going to have a KC Laboratory Live episode this week, so I want to get you your final thoughts on this game against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I think it's worth shouting out some of the young guys in the defense. You know, we haven't seen as much. I think Willie Gay, you guys talked about him a little bit earlier, but he had some really nice plays even beyond the interception. He's flying all over the field. He has a ton of energy and just his size and speed. He can make plays in the run game that Nick Holton can't make just based on the athleticism that Ben Neiman can't make because the Willie Gay has this extra size. So he can do stuff that nobody else can do. I think you saw, you know, a pretty good performance out of Nick Bolton versus the running. And he's looking more and more kind of like the guy that we thought Anthony Hitchens was going to be for the Chiefs. Yeah. And then finally, 
who was that? Who was the third cornerback for the Chiefs? Because Rashad Fenton made maybe one play. That's how good he was. He was shutting down his side of the field. Like Rashad Fenton finally drew, you know, the starting third cornerback role there on the outside and over Mike Hughes full time. And you never really saw his name called. There was one time he didn't make a great play on a screen pass, but outside that, he was excellent. So you have some young guys making plays in the defense as they're playing better. Just, you know, want to make sure we recognize that all those guys, I think, all had really solid games. Yeah, and Charvarius Ward did not. But that's another story for another day. Maddie Lane, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. It's it's it is Tuesday in North Carolina. Appreciate you, buddy. No loss November off to a riveting start, Kent. <laughs> you know what? We would be talking. We talked about Charvarius Ward not having a good game. Talk about Legarius Need if he doesn't slip and fall. We're talking about a. We talked. You heard me setting it up. Just bring the house. Bring the house. Bring the house. Twenty-seven ten. We have a twenty-seven ten game here on our hands. They're so negative. It's bothering me. You just got to snap. Twenty-seven ten. You, you were. You were. No, you I'm, manifested this with your negative energy. Yeah. From the moment you walked in here, you weren't feeling it. Well, hey, look, twenty-seven ten is nothing to scoff. You have a better I'm, attitude. I would we play a little bit better. better. You know, that's how this works. Performance would be a little bit better there. You know, maybe the run game gets going a couple more possessions after that. I don't know. But, yeah, hey, they got the win. And, ha- hey, hashtag no loss November off to a good start. You go. Thank you, everybody that is out there watching us. If you have not yet, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. If you're following on Facebook or watching on Facebook, please hit that follow. And if you're watching on Twitter, please hit that follow as well. We just launched this network in May trying to do some cool stuff, trying to do some things. A little bit differently. Kent is the realist. Yes. If by <laughs> enjoying one of the 17 regular season games the Chiefs have by coming here and having to being Eeyore. Yeah, you yes. guys didn't get I'm to see me before I get on air. Yeah. He's been this way the entire time since before the game started. I came in with this positive attitude, this optimistic feel. You were dipping in my bucket. I think I, I just got a candy. I just got a candy hangover. That's all. From from, from yesterday, you know, just blood sugar levels coming. It's the come down from all the you know the Snickers and the Reese's and almonds I smashed or almond joys I smashed together. Nate. All right, Chess, my anti-drug. If you're watching on Twitch, we appreciate you for watching on the Twitch too. <laughs> you did a fantastic job there, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think you used Twitch right, but that's okay. <laughs> on the Twitch, on know, the Facebook, they know what I'm talking about. You probably that's call Chipotle the, Chipotle's the meta. <laughs> what are your final thoughts you wrap this thing up well we said hey look you know i don't think this game was going to do much in the way for me as far as you know changing my positive outlook on this football game i thought it could hurt it a little bit i think it might have but the truth of the matter is we are one game into november and the chiefs are undefeated if they go four and oh and they get their confidence back here Oh, by the way, uh, Brandon, Brandon Holacek, do the Chiefs make a trade deadline? Yes or no? I'll say yes. I think Brett goes out and makes a move. We'll see what happens. But anyways, no loss November. Off to a good start. 1-0. This is the biggest stretch of the Chiefs season. They could be out of the playoffs with an 0-3 stretch. 3-0 stretch, we start puffing our chests out. We start acting like Chiefs fans again. We start being insufferable on social media. Everyone knows what that means. Yeah, that's exactly. a problem in and of itself. Well, it's, it doesn't mean everything you think it. I just think you know. Hey, look, we're gonna start acting like we have the best player does. in the world again if this team goes out and responds to the big challenge that they have ahead of them. Because these next three games are massive. It's against three teams that are in first place in their division. Yep. Two of them are at home. One of them is against the Raiders. One of them is against the Raiders. Go out, do what you do. Or do what you're capable of, not what you're doing now. Do what you're capable of. 
And you can go toe-to-toe with all these teams. If not, season's over. If they make a trade, what's the position? Defensive end. Go get another pass rusher. Continue to add to the pass rush. You already have Give me three off the top of your head. I don't have three off the top of my head. Give me one. Uh, somebody from the Eagles. Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Okay. Maybe LJ Collier, which will make me upset from Seattle. That, the, that would be Just gross. from a storyline perspective, I don't that know would, if I can handle that. I can't handle that one. He's not good. That doesn't help. <laughs> Trying to figure out a way to connect it, and it just it, it, there's nothing good there. But we appreciate everybody for tuning in. No, it wasn't the game that we were all hoping to watch, but at the end of the day, Chiefs pick up the victory. They get to 4-4 four and four on the season, and again, talk about the expectations, talk about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, whatever you want to say about this team. The things that they wanted to accomplish are still right in front of them. We just haven't seen them play their best football. The only thing that gives me hope as the hopeful optimist is that we have seen them play during their careers mm-hmm. at a higher level than they are right now, so we know they're capable of doing it just, just, a, yeah. just a matter of can they do it it's not a matter of have hoping to see something that they haven't proved capable of doing right we're so, not in that position which is different than where we've been in the past it's just got to be better than what we've seen to any point in the year and it's got to you know this big stretch here hey three and oh here could be you know i i know it's a big i know it's a big stretch to say that but man we'll we'll be back on track across the board if they go out and do that with the schedule that they've already played, now we're talking about the next three stretches being, like you said, against top teams in their division. Make or break. Uh, there are no team in the NFL, not knowing every team's schedule, but had the kind of schedule that the Chiefs have had. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's going to hopefully pay dividends when they start getting to beat up on some weaker teams like the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. So The optimist. We'll find out on four Sunday. and four hey. optimist. The point is they want a football game. And again, thank you for everybody uh, for tuning in, for subscribing, uh, for joining us here as part of your Monday night. We will have everything broken down in written form on our daily newsletter tomorrow at Substack KCSN.substack.com. Again, we appreciate our friends at 101 The Fox have been watching on Facebook. Appreciate our friends at KCTV5 for letting us tune in to those pressers with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. For Tucker Franklin running the lights and sounds behind the table. For Tucker, for, uh, for Ken Swanson, Set. for Scott Ward, for Craig, for Maddie, and for Ron Parker. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next time. See you later, Chiefs Kingdom. What a song. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.